This is episode 48 with certified career coach, Betty Kempa. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. We have Betty Kempa, and she is one of the industry's top career change strategists. Now she specializes in helping mid to senior level corporate women transition out of their unfulfilling jobs and into careers they love using her signature five-step career bliss coaching formula. So her clients they include executive women from companies such as Google, Sephora, PayPal, Workday, and numerous other Fortune 500 companies. Betty is a thought leader in the industry who writes and speaks on topics such as overcoming imposter syndrome, dream career clarity, and effective career change. So Betty, welcome to Pencil Leadership. Hey, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Super excited to have you on the show and just kind of pick your brain on how people can find their dream job uh, even in midlife. So, but before we jump into that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey, your story uh, as to what's brought you to be a career coach. I would love to share my story with you. Yeah. So thank you for the intro. Um, you, you covered the the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little about my background. So before I became an executive career coach, um, I was the corporate communications manager um, for over a decade. And I worked um, at a variety of different corporate retail headquarters. Um, for a hot minute, I was in the healthcare industry too. Okay. Um, but during that time, I struggled with what I call a case of the shoulds. So I struggled with a case of the shoulds, meaning, um, you know, and and I'll back that up a little bit more. Why was I struggling with a case of the shoulds? Um, (laughs) First off, my college major was communication, right? So I should follow a career in corporate communications, right? That's what you do. Um, My dad was a corporate HR executive. I always looked up to him. Um, And so for me... it it made sense in my mind. I should go for a corporate career. Um, and it was just interesting, you know, so I, I found myself in that world and what I saw happening is I would get settled in a company, right? I'd get in, I'd get my foot in the door and I would tell myself, this is it. This is your dream role. You should (laughs) be happy here. And I wouldn't be. And Mm -hmm. something always felt off. Um, It's kind of like I felt like a a square peg in a round hole. Yep. Um, And and the thing is that made it hard, which I think probably a lot of people can relate to, is I couldn't put my finger on it because you're suffering from the shoulds. And so you're like, what's wrong (laughs) with me? Why why isn't this jiving? Um, So, you know, I felt unfulfilled, but I didn't have clarity on what would make me happy. Um, so I would, what I would do is I would switch companies, Mm. right? So I'd be like, oh, it's that company. Let me try this one. And I would get my foot in the door and yeah, I made it. And you know, a a high profile company. Um, and, and the joke was that I, I was incredible in between jobs. Mm. That's when I would shine in between. So the interviewing, the branding myself, negotiating, and it's like, that would light me up. And then I would land the job 
And it was like a balloon deflating. It's like, oh, now I'm here. So um, (laughs) essentially, I was like, right? And it's so sad. So I was white knuckling it through my corporate career. And eventually, I just got worn down. Um, Lack of work-life balance. Um, I, you know, a couple different places, toxic workplace culture, um, playing politics. I felt very uncomfortable doing it. And my corporate job, and I just didn't feel passion around my particular line of work. Um, I went through layoffs, but eventually, it just something had to give. Yeah. Um, so I leaned into one of my other superpowers, which is reading and research. So I can tell you, I've read everything on finding your passion and career transition. I've taken every assessment, um, and that's how I came to realize all signs were pointing to career coaching every result it's like oh there it is there it is there it is um so that's really my story of how i came to you know move into this role is that kind of level of deep introspection and realizing when do i feel most alive yeah it's when i'm helping other people find their passion nail an interview negotiate land a dream job um so that's that's how i leaned into this world i love that and it kind of kind of reminds me of my story too the same kind of thing just not feeling that that passion once you're in those jobs and finally figuring it out but so how long have you been a career coach yeah so it's coming on three years now awesome coming on three years awesome that's Working awesome my way there so you've obviously been enjoying it then yeah I mean it's just I, I mean, I could go on and on and it's not, right. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to tell your listeners become a career coach. I mean, right. I am, but it, for me, right. That's the whole thing is yep. I, my wish for everybody is everybody finds their niche, their passion, and then just understands that it is possible and yeah. you can move into that. And this is mine. I love it. I love that. And it, it, it kind of goes like with the quote I have above me here, just be the hero, hero of your story. Like yes. for so many times, so, so long, we're just programmed and we follow what we're told is the right thing to do. And when you come out of high school, you're supposed to know what you're going to go to college for and then work forever to retire. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't have to be. And that's not what everyone is made to do. Yeah. I love that. And I, I often coach my clients on something similar is like, mm-hmm. who do you want to become? Yeah. And I'm not even just talking about the label, yeah. but who is the person you want to become? And then you can start to think, what would she do in this situation? How would she feel? How would she show up? And you, exactly what you said, I love that quote, become the hero that you want to, yeah. to be. Yeah. Step into it. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget who says it. It could be Bob Proctor, but he, he says like, for so long, we are the the supporting actors. We're not the hero. We're, we're the ones on the side in, in our own story. And so we've got to take that step, uh, leap of faith, whatever it is, take, go through that fear to get to that level in our own stories. And, um, like you did just like you did coming out of your corporate job and starting your uh, career coaching business. And so, um, kind of where do you find, and obviously it probably stems from some sort of fear, but, with the individuals you coach, where do you mm-hmm. see that block being with them a lot of the times to, to start that journey? Yeah. So there are numerous 
blocks and they're all, I mean, it's all, of course, it's some kind of an inner block. Usually yeah. it feels external. Okay. It's that thing. It's the money. It's the, this is that, but usually it's some kind of internal block. And there are different types of internal blocks that I see preventing people from becoming their own hero, right. Okay. Or stepping yeah. into that dream role. So one is a limiting belief, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something you accept about life or about your career or about your world or the people in it that limits you in some way. So that's number one is limiting belief, right? And, and in the career world, that could be, it's impossible to make a great salary and love what you do. Mm. You can't have both limiting belief yeah. or um, of course, what I see, because I'm working with mid to senior level corporate women, it's too late in the game for me. Oh, I, I can't okay. change. This is too late in the game. Gotcha. Limiting belief. Um, I also see something that prevents people from stepping into it is the inner critic. So that's mm. a little yeah. bit different from the limiting belief, right? The inner yeah. critic is more about the, the narrative you tell yourself, I'm doing this because it's like that little voice in your head that's, that's sometimes I call it the gremlin, um, that's <laughs> yeah. whispering, you're not good enough. You, right. you can't do it. Yeah. You're not, right? So it's less about the outside world and more about your belief in your own ability. Mm. Um, so the inner critic. And then just fear of failure. Mm. Fear yeah. of failure. And the way people perceive failure is this terrible thing and, and it's the fear right. of failure. No, I think, yeah, I think those three are definitely some, if not the top reasons. So many people don't take that step. Um, and and I, I like to focus a lot on the inner critic just because of my story coming through that. And, and seeing your worth is more than a position um, or a title or whatever. Like you, you mentioned, it's um, not the title of who you want to be become, who you want to become, but how that makes you feel, what you're able to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that this and it's so interesting too with both the limiting belief and the inner critic. And I'm sure you see this too in the work you do. It's like a lot of times the clients I work with don't even realize they have it. They have it yeah. that limiting belief or that that little voice. They just are yeah. accepting that as part of like who they are. Yeah. And you have to have the awareness yes. and then separate it from step outside of it and look at it from a 30,000 foot view and really dissect yeah. it. So it's interesting. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and being able to like make those real, like, okay, wow. I am like having those negative thoughts or, or opinions towards myself. Even when you don't realize it, those little quick, like, Oh, stupid. Like, why'd you do that? Like things like that, like yeah. bring it to the surface. Okay. Those are real. Like, and so what's the underlying thing. And then when those happen, turn those and start building off of them in a positive yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do a full session with my clients on uh, gremlin work, gremlin work. And this is where I was certified as a coach. We did this gremlin work okay. um, and it's identifying that, that inner voice, yep. bringing it out to the forefront, um, getting that awareness and, and then figuring out where did that voice come from? It usually yeah. derived from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you want to figure that out and then move to a place where you can realize, you know, at one point in my, in my life, that voice was probably serving me. It, it popped up to protect me in some way, yeah. but it's no longer serving me. So I got to release that or I got to give that little guy a new job and keep him busy yeah. so that he's not telling me I'm not good enough to move into this next role. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's so huge to, to understand where it comes from, yeah. where it stems from and be able to and then kind of turn it, twist it to a direction that's helping you and moving you forward. Um, 
So with, with those blocks, so you're able to help someone see those, those blocks those inner blocks, external blocks, even, um, and move past those. So now you're into like the, okay, now who do you want to become? How do you find that dream job? Yeah. So, and you know, it's exactly what you said. Like, so that's the first thing I do with people. Step one of my process is what we just talked about is, is addressing those inner blocks because the point, the thing is I can help someone figure out their dream role and we could get all the way down the process and they, and they figure it out and they see the grab the brass ring, but they don't want to reach out and grab it because they got all this inner gunk. Right. So yeah, we, we have to address that first, get it out there, get it, you know, and it's not a one and done, right? Like it's, you, you have the awareness and then you, you have to continuously, you know, address that and, and be coached on that. Um, and step two is, yeah. So now how do we figure out what does the dream role look like for me? Yeah. And so what I do is, um, I walk my clients through a series of assessments okay. and introspections to really, I almost, here's the way I look at it. You have to become a detective. Yeah. You have to become sure. a, a detective in examining who you are and what makes you happy. So a couple examples of ways I do that with people. Um, one a- activity I like to do is something I call unpacking your past. Okay. And that's where we look at your job history. And I want to understand, A, what did you love about each role? Because there's mm-hmm. probably something, even if you're like, oh, that one, I know. Yeah. There's usually something in there that you were like, well, I did like that part. Because yeah. we want to replicate that. That's a clue. Right. And then you also want to figure out what, what am I no longer willing to tolerate about each role? What do I want to avoid? So we're gathering clues and we're using your job history as our first clue. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's super important. Yeah. And it kind of almost makes it simpler because you've already had these jobs. Yeah. You've had things you like, so you know where you can go in the direction with those, those positive aspects of those previous jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I worked with a gal once. It's just so interesting because I think people want to just discard their past. Like, ah, that was miserable. But it's like, you never know what kind of clue you're going to come up with. There was one gal that I worked with. She um, was in an executive assistant for a CEO company and she was over, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not into it. It's miserable. But when we did that exercise, what we pulled out was she admitted, she's like, well, you know, um, sometimes he, he would let me rearrange his huge office hmm. and I would pull in different furniture and lighting and plants. And we really, really, really unpacked that. And she ended up going into personal organization as a business wow. because she loved that, that teeny slice of that job was the one little thing. And it's like, how do we blow that up yeah. even more? That's awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's so many cookie crumbs almost like through yeah. our path, like that there's things that we liked, especially even in those hard times or those, those things that aren't uh, completely desirable. There's still little things just like that. And I think that's, that's really cool. So it, she took that little thing and then, and then grew something from it. Yeah. Then it, I love the way you put that. I'm going to use that yeah. cookie crumbs. That's what yeah. is exactly what it's like. And that's all the assessments I'm giving people is, you know, we do personality type and strengths awesome. and what motivates you and um, what, what are your values and what's your mission and your personal mission statement? What, what are the job functions when you're in a state of flow mm. where time just seems to fly? Yeah. It's like the one part of your day that you look forward to. They're all cookie crumbs and we're yeah. 
gathering them up and seeing what they create. That's so cool. Yeah. I, and it's the biggest, like, cause we're created with a purpose. Like there's something out there that we're supposed to, we fit into yeah. or a fit doing. And so if we could all have step out of that program nature that we've been in for so long and really get in sync with that, like so much good could be done because we're going to be all, like you said, in that state of flow and yeah. be able to bring so much to it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much abundance in the world. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's enough for everybody because we each yeah. have that little thing about ourselves that if we really focused on it and blew it up, it would, it's exactly what you said. It's our gift. Our, yeah. we, the world is waiting for us to wake up and embrace our gift and, and share our gift with others. There are others out there. Wait, whatever your thing is, there are people out there waiting for you to identify your gift and share it with the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you're a career coach, a success and lifestyle coach and myself, but like, we're not going to attract the same type of people. We're not, we're different in how we approach things and our personalities. And so like, but there's so many people, we're still going to be able to help. Yeah. Amazing amount of people. And, and so that's why like people who, well, they're already doing that, but it's like, that's one person and there's billions of people out there. Totally. So absolutely. Yeah. Being able to get that out of the way and, and just kind of run with it. Um, how do you, cause it is work. I mean, doing that, that's a big leap. How do you guide people in finally starting to build uh, that kind of dream job, dream life? Yeah. So, and, and one other thing that I'll share is yeah. that I think where it's challenging for people in general um, is they will take assessments online. Like, Oh, let me take my personality assessment. Yeah. But then people are like, okay, now what? And what <laughs> yeah. do what? What do I do with this? So what I do is we're gathering the cookie crumbs. Um, I use something called a dream career scorecard. So we are inputting into the scorecard values, strengths, personality type. Like we're, it's all part of the scorecard. And at the same time, I'm giving assessments that are spitting out career recommendations. Mm. So you're also inputting that onto the top row of your scorecard. And ultimately what I have my clients do is, do some research, do some informational interviews with other humans <laughs> who are doing that role. And then from there, we rank out to what degree does each career fulfill each of your, your cookie crumbs. Yeah. And they're able to total it out and see in, on paper, this, this is it. It's not shiny object syndrome like, oh, that sounds cool. No, this is literally, this is it for me. That's so awesome. that's how we kind of make it tangible before then it's okay, let's leap into making the transition. Yeah. So when, with that transition, do you see a lot of people stick in corporate jobs or do they realize maybe they want to start something on their own or is it like yeah. a, a even mesh? So interesting. Such a good question. Yeah. So this is interesting. When I first started out, most of my clients would just get a different corporate role. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it was like a small tweak and sometimes it was a, a 180 degree move and they would maybe go down a level so that they could get their foot in the door and then back up. Interestingly, now I've seemed to be attracting more and more, maybe it's the times that we're in right now, but Mm -hmm. I seem to be attracting more and more corporate women who want to build their own coaching business and are like, Hey, uh, yeah, I kind of like this flexibility of, you know, working from home and I really love coaching 
direct reports and I kind of wish I could do this full time. And yeah. um, I was able to build out a six figure business doing it. So now I'm like, let me take you with me. Let's replicate yeah. that. So it's interesting. I've seen a shift at least for, for me and my business That's and awesome. who I've been helping. That's great. Yeah. So, cause I'm, I kind of geared towards entrepreneur type cause I want to help people as they start up and, and get their uh, kind of apples in the line or whatever that quote is. Uh, and so getting, getting going. So that's cool. I that you have that kind of uh, trait happening now and yeah, like it's it, interesting. It the times. Yeah, for sure. So, so how does, I guess things change. Do you see when people find that kind of that dream quote unquote dream job, do you have a lot of people come back and say, Oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Like, Oh yeah, totally. And, and I mean, you know, this is like the best part of the job. This is why I'm obsessed with coaching is yeah. all I want to do is just put everybody into their right little niche, their right little yeah. spot. And yeah, it's like, I get these messages from people. It's just this moment of freedom yeah. and oh my gosh, I can be who I, I can be who I am. Like for so a lot of times people are in these ill-fitting corporate jobs and it's almost like you got to put this face on mm. and show up as somebody who you, you aren't really that person, but you yeah. feel like you have to show up. So the messages I get from people is like, I, I feel like I can embrace who I really am and it's freeing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, if you're going to something and you're trying to keep uh, the, the good face on, even though you're not enjoying it completely like that, that wears you on you, that, that tires you out. Yeah. Uh, over time. And so being, yeah, it again, just goes back to being in that, that correct alignment into that flow. And it's so much, it, it might not be a hundred percent easy, but it's just going to feel more yeah. natural and less draining. For sure. And, and that's a good point. It's career change is not easy. It is not, I mean, yeah. you can probably attest to this too, you know, like in yeah. your life, like when I was getting up and running with my business, it's, it's hard, man. Mm -hmm. It is. But the cool thing about stepping into your passion is the stuff that felt hard in my old world, hmm. even though it's still hard, it's a different kind of hard. It's right. like I, I am flinging off the sheets Monday morning because I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to solve that? How am I going to? Yeah. It's a different kind of hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just getting that momentum build up. I mean, cause you have, you're starting and you have nothing. You have to start the credibility going. You have to find the first ones that are going to help and you're able to help and then just. But it it's going. so fun yeah. because I love doing it. And this is the same mm -hmm. thing with my clients. When it's something you love, the challenges that would feel hard for other people are almost a, not to sound cheesy, but they're a joy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a whole different level. It's a whole different yeah. thing. So that's, that's awesome. So uh, I'm curious, do you have big goals this year, despite everything that's going on in 2020 uh, for your business at all? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. So um, I hired my own business coach, which has awesome. been um, really cool. And I always say coaches need coaches, man. I yeah. mean, coaches need coaches. We all need coaches yep. because you just can't look at this stuff in a silo. Um, so it's been cool. Yeah. She's been walking me through. I'm trying to scale my business at this point to 200 K. Awesome. Um, I'm also building out more of the, the, the helping other coaches, mm. uh, program. So I created a program, the five C's of building a six figure coaching practice. Awesome. And so I'm starting to blow that out this year. That's awesome. Yeah. So how is this scaling going for you? Like, what do you, do you see there's any big obstacles with scaling right now? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of obstacles. Right. <laughs> I mean, again, like I have a business coach now, so I, yep. it's, it's the stuff that on my, I mean, would I figure it out eventually? Of course, you know, yeah. I figured out, but it's just, I have a mastermind group. I have a business coach. So it's cool. Cause we can run these ideas off each other. Um, one thing I've been doing is using, um, a membership site. So okay. whereas yep. previously I'm um, sending my clients like, here you go, here's your stuff, here's your assessment. Now I'm putting it all on a, a platform yep. that I can give them access to and yeah. videos and worksheets and all that modules good stuff. And stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. Now I, I just always love seeing how people are growing and how it's changing and uh, seeing what they're doing to, to up it. Cause I mean, obviously if we're not improving, advancing at all, then we're going to kind of fall to the wayside. So Absolutely. Yeah. You got to move with, you got to pivot. And that's the cool thing too, about when an entrepreneur steps into becoming an entrepreneur and it's right for them. Mm. I think you probably notice this too. Doesn't your gut sometimes kind of tells you, Ooh, shift sales. Ooh, it's like you, you kind of know, you you just have to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it, those uh, feelings, those gut instincts are like, Ooh, are we sure? Are we sure that's all we want to (laughs) do? Cause that's yeah. a lot. That's a big thing. And so yeah, let me check with my mastermind. Yeah. Let me check with my wife. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely though. Um, getting those like kind of gut reactions, like, okay, yeah, uh, we gotta, we gotta switch something up or change something. That's not, you kind of know. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but it's always fun seeing, uh, how people are growing and like I said, what they're, what they're doing. So, um, as far as clients, you have like a, a number you're reaching for. I know you said scale your business 200 K, but um, yeah. I didn't know if you have a goal as far as number of clients. Yeah, I don't have a goal as far as number of clients. I, to be honest, I, and not to say there's anything wrong um, with having a goal like that. It's right. for me it's more about the, um, the type of people I'm helping. For me, I, I want to attract more of my ideal client yeah. and you, you know, the type, like, you know, the type, right? Like yeah. we, and we all have our own, like, vision of ideal clients. So for me, it's more about that quality of client. Um, I just want somebody who's in it to win it and they're open and they're kind of like, bring it on. And, you know, so if, if I could really say like wave a magic wand, it would be attracting those types of people. No, I love it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like ambitious, aspiring entrepreneurs who want to change the world. That's kind of like my vision. Yeah. Someone who's ready to open-minded. Yeah. They're, they're not, you know, it's, it's like they're willing because in a way it's almost like sometimes it's like, I'm trying to replicate myself a little because with me and my business coach, anything she says, like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm like what? <laughs> right. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's huge. So um, so yeah, hopefully, and I think 2020 will still be a great year for, for you and, and what you're doing. Um, and, and just having people seeing that they can take that step to their dream job, like really getting those inner blocks out, I think a, a one huge step and then, and then kind of just assessing themselves, assessing where they've been yeah, and putting those crumbs all together and, and seeing where it takes them. And I've definitely seen with everything going on in the world, with the pandemic and when we first went into lockdown, you know, it's interesting because I, I created like a quickie, like job seeker accelerator program thinking, yeah. oh man, I'm going to have an influx of people. <laughs> and yeah, of course there's a lot of layoffs, but really what I found is at least with my client, she's finding this time to be really introspective mm. and she's finding this time to really start to question, do I want to go back to that role? 
Yeah. Is, is that the life I want? Or maybe I want life is too short. Yep. Life is precious. Yeah. Like I want to make the most out of this life. So I'm having a lot more people um, look for those cookie crumbs and be re really super introspective. Yeah. I think this has been big for people in that regard. It's trying to figure out what they really want to do because yeah, life is short. And, uh, and so we, we don't want to waste any of our time. And so I think that's huge. Um, and with that being said, I like before we close out or, and everything to ask uh, a question based on the five traits of pencil leadership. The fifth being uh, a pencil's made to leave a mark and we too can leave a mark uh, on the world um, despite wherever we are, the stage of life, the title we have, whatever it is. So after everything is said and done for you, um, Betty, what would you want your mark to be? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, my mission in life and, and P.S., I yeah. wrote this out as my mission in life before I even knew what a coach was. That's awesome. My mission in life is to help other people find and follow their passion. Mm. And a part of that is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yeah. Fear does not mean stop. Fear is your green light to keep going because you're growing. Yes. So that's the yeah. mark I want to leave on the world. I love it. Yeah, I think fear can can motivate and push us forward and not hinder us. So we can use it as a positive thing. Yeah. As well. So that's cool. That's really awesome. Um, well, where can people connect with you, find out more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on bettykempa.com, B-E-T-T-Y-K-E-M as in Mary P-A. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. So definitely follow me on LinkedIn. I share a lot of content over there. Awesome. Well, Betty, again, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leadership. We uh, are blessed to have you and your knowledge on finding your dream job. Thanks so much, Chris. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark. And then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.